Mm-hmm. By the way, I was going to just say, just for a second, but then Greg moved. We didn't see much of Greg. All I see is basically the huge Saturn V rocket that's in front of uh, Greg. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my professional podcasting mic. Mm. Was that? Did you pick that up right before Radio Shack went out of business? Or? <laughs> I'll have you know, this is Yeti. It's very high quality. There's three condenser mics in this thing. Wow. Did you say Yeti? Yeti. Yeah, we're it's all using Yeti, Yeti mic. mics. Like the same people that make like insulated drinks that stay fresh for like 30 yes. days? Yes. Yeah. Uh, every thermos you that? buy, it has a microphone in it, Barry. They're always listening for podcasts. Have they made <laughs> a cooler that doubles as a podcast mic yet? Have they thought about just condensing it together in like a Reese's peanut butter cup? Like chocolate <laughs> peanut oh, butter? Oh, yes. They should put Yeti. Reese's peanut butter cups inside too. I feel like I feel like that would achieve something. Yeah. You know what would be great is to see Greg like duck behind the microphone. And then all of a sudden you just hear munching like. Have you never have you never been to like a picnic? You got a cooler, you got it full of beers. You're with the you're with you're with the boys and ladies that you're that you trust most, and you're like, man, this is the perfect day. Now if only we could kick off a hot podcast. Don't worry, because there's a there's a whole mic set up in the cooler I, at the bottom. I just got to pull it out now. Exactly. I got some hot opinions to discuss mm-hmm. on foreign relations with uh, South Korea. <laughs> I, b- I believe Yeti is legally distinct from the oh, Yeti okay. igloo. I, I, I did have to look that up. That is true. <laughs> I see. So I who see. was who was more mad that they had the name Yeti? Was it the? It had to be the hillbillies. They had to be like who? What? These <laughs> damn. They had to go with Wendigo coolers. No one wants Wendigos. <laughs> Ain't nobody knows what a Wendigo is. That sounds like you that's, just wanted to go to like some kind of a, weird gay hammer. These damn liberals in their NPR podcasts. <laughs> now I gotta go get a microphone from viewers like you with the season. Oh my god, the Bill G and McGinty Gates Foundation. I don't even know what that reference is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there's so many 90 minute podcasts from Hillbillies now. Yeah. Right. Once again, that. don't edit any of this out. It's on gold. Sasquatch Podcasting Network. Mm-hmm. That should be mm-hmm. our yeah. intro, Adam. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's all recorded already. So <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to start whenever, Lily. When, uh, all right, you... play the music. Oh. Let's go. Right. Let's start. Let's talk about respecting the American people. You respect the American people when you tell them the truth. You respect the American people when you have the courage Which to be a leader done. speaking of those things that you may not want people to hear, but they need to hear so they can protect themselves. But this administration stood on information that if you had as a parent, if you had as a worker knowing you didn't have enough money saved up, and now you're standing in a food line because of the ineptitude of an administration that was unwilling to speak the truth to the American people. It's the KTIF Debate Roundtable.
He said it was hysterical. He said it Thank was you, xenophobic. Thank you, Vice President Pence. But President Trump Vice has President stood Pence, up to China. Up. We're going to continue to stand strong. Thank you, Vice President Pence. We want to improve the relationship, but we're going to level the playing field, and we're going to hold Vice China accountable for what they did to America with the coronavirus. Thank you. Hey, welcome to the Keep Trying It's Fine podcast. Today we have another special episode, a debate roundtable, where we talk about the only 2020 vice presidential debate from this week. I'm Lily Calloway, and I'm joined with the Keep Trying It's Fine co-host, Adam Newfer and Greg Catapodi. Today we have brought two very special guests with us. One, Barry Whitewater, comedian, citizen of Coppell, Texas, and father of a boy who always wears shorts. And Wes Corwin, comedian, fan of Frasier, and has been banned from escape rooms. Now let's get started. Okay, first time we gotta hear that story. How did you get banned from an escape room? You pull a fire alarm when you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> You, you won. It's it's lateral thinking. He yep. escaped this escape room, which is my favorite line from that set. Thank you. you, you thank you. It's not the first place I've been banned from from that strategy, but it is the first place where it feels like a victory. So. So welcome, everybody. So what we're going to do is go through a series of questions about the debate on was that Wednesday? It's Saturday. I feel like it's already been forever. From Saturday, this is, Wednesday. This is what's called a collective trauma when you can't remember what day it is because shit just keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. So Not the reference doing too much, but time is folding in on itself. I, yep. It really I, is. I love March the 225th, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first, first question, which is more of a request. Um, can you please give me your best fly material? Uh, Barry, do you want to? I, I have one. Do you want to? Do you want to open it up? Uh, the only thing I have is just wing it. Nah. All right. Yeah. That's pretty good. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> what, what if? What if, this? This is mine. What if hypothetically, like Mike Pence has abilities and powers, and he was like, "Come to me, my animal friends," but that's the only friend he has is, a, is one fly. <laughs> He's like the worst Aquaman. He's the worst Aquaman powers ever. <laughs> like the fly lands on his head and he's like where's everybody else and it's like oh well we're, we can't support we we can't we can't <laughs> i'm so sorry mike <laughs> everyone else was busy tonight and i didn't want to come either i i feel like i should disclose to you while i'm on your forehead um wes i like how that's the most polite fly ever <laughs> you know it, it is a very polite fly uh yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like i'm stepping in dog crap all the time i gotta be polite okay yeah I thought that Fly was there to supervise Mike Pence because he was on stage with two women. Right. It's it's actually a drone operated by his wife just to make sure things didn't get too testy. And that's actually why they put the dividers in between them, too. No sinful thoughts, Mike Pence. And Mike Mm -hmm. Pence goes, yes, God. I okay. You need to keep 12 feet for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Those are the dividers of the Lord, the divine dividers. It's like it's like a middle school prom rules. You've got to have your arms fully extended and go six to eight feet beyond that for safety. And you yeah. need a chaperone, which is a fly. You do need a, yep. This is all that. in the Bible, by the way. If you actually bother to read it. Mm. <laughs> if you bother to read it, but we read it for you on this podcast. That's what it says. Got to get that fly demographic. The fly demo is key in swing mm-hmm. states right now. Yeah. <laughs> But don't you remember I, that a fly landed on Hillary Clinton during one of the presidential debates? Mm-hmm. 
Did she swat it off? Yeah, she lost the fly demo. That's why she lost. The, you know, you flies broke to Trump in the last week. That's mm. how she lost the uh, 2016 election. I heard that. You That's never very lost Trump. that West Nile, though. <laughs> I also was really impressed at how still Mike Pence can sit for a fly to sit there for a whole two minutes. Well, he's had four years practice. <laughs> <laughs> he's found a way to not do anything for like four right. years. It's been Just pretty impressive. Let the fly have their way with you, Mike. Just mm. lie back and think of America. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As it just like crawls down his hair onto his forehead over his eye. <laughs> Mike blinks. It, the fly is covered and the fly is still there. I'm getting word that I, now I can't speculate on Mike Pence's health condition, but the fly has tested positive for coronavirus. Is the fly in quarantine now? The fly is uh, in quarantine. The fly is currently at a... At a Even the fly is smarter than most of the Trump administration. It's mm -hmm. in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's I, only going to live for 24 hours. It's I think <laughs> it was smart to get the fly out there because if Trump is incapacitated, and there's a chance, uh, then Mike Pence would move to the top of the ticket and the fly would be VP, of course. So you Very want true. someone hmm. that you want... So Again, the in the Bible. Right, you want the VP to uh, be more to boost the likability of your main candidate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know, uh, one of them, uh, you know, seeks nu nutrients and sustenance from piles of excrement, and the other is a fly. So, I, I, <laughs> I will say to to Greg's point, uh, the fly is the most exciting potential running mate in that during the VP debate. The fly being on Pence's head was the most exciting two minutes of the debate for me. Right. Oh, I mean, I got out of my seat and then tried to clean off my laptop screen. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I sat there like an idiot for like 30 seconds trying to do that. I put on my 3D glasses. <laughs> I may vote for a Pence fly unity ticket. Uh, that would... Yeah. I can't. I I don't know what it says about me, and this is not a bit. But we, like before, I was I was talking to other people that were watching the debate, and we were having comment, and we were talking about it. And the second the fly landed on his head, all I could say for two straight minutes was "fly, fly on his head." There's a fly on his head. There's <laughs> right there. <laughs> as if other people couldn't see the fly. As if I were crazy and I were imagining the fly. Right. <laughs> Which how frequently I was verbally confirming with other people, "fly on his head." There's a fly I, right I keep there. Having <laughs> Spanish magical real experiences mm -hmm. where things occur on television and I can interact with them. <laughs> Typically, a fly lands on the candidate's head. I can pick the fly up off the top of the screen. The my hand goes through the screen to the debate room and grabs the fly. Mm -hmm. I'm used to this sort of thing happening. Mm -hmm. Magical realism 2020, guys. I feel sorry for all the people dropping acid during the presidential debate. <laughs> <laughs> Did I learn more about myself? Yes. So do you think that there is any pros um, of this debate compared to the presidential debate? It was only 90 minutes. Uh, I only checked 538.com 10 <laughs> times instead of 20 to 25 times over the course Foxy, of Foxy, you son of a bitch, update your forecast. <laughs> Nate She's Silver, funny. I need this. I need to know. I think I got a good nap somewhere in the middle of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I had disengaged out of boredom, not out of fear or exhaustion. Right. Like in the first debate, I had to jack out of the Matrix mm -hmm. several times, pause, gather myself, and then jack back in. So. 
See, but as a presidential debate, like that's how they're supposed to be. Like before the in the before times. In the long, I long watched, ago. Yeah, yeah I, I watched uh, what it was like McCain and and Barack Obama, and I'm like, oh my god, like they're letting each other talk. It's very slow paced. There's a little bit more policy discussion. Not yeah. too much though. This was traditional, yeah. you know. Boring is what I mean. Right. Where was the cocaine energy of Donald Trump talking every 10 seconds? Right. It was missing. None of it. None of it was there. I felt like that was channeled in the moderator, just saying, thank you. Thank you. She just, even when she tried to move them along, like there were certain times where Kamala Harris is like, well, I still want to talk. And the moderator mm -hmm. was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Of course. <laughs> I don't know why we have moderators anymore. I don't know why we just don't leave a list of questions out, like, uh, you know, and just the two the two uh, candidates just come out, read them, and just go about whatever they were going to say anyway. Well, it's mainly presidential debates are a scam. It was just basically they didn't really occur before 1980, mm. before this, like, commission of presidential debates invented having regular presidential candidate debates and people very quickly adapted people. The candidates very quickly adapted to the strategy of like, I'm not going to answer the question. I'm just going to answer the question I want to answer about this particular topic. So it's all, right. you know, right. And there was a, there was a lot of that. <clears throat> I felt like Pence was behind, like <laughs> he was always a question behind or just didn't answer completely. I would love to answer that question, but first I want to answer the, the previous question and then it would just continue in a big cycle. A big, right. Can I do that if I'm ever on trial for murder and all that? Like, did you kill your wife? Like, you know what? I would just like to talk about how much I love Arby's roast beef sandwich. Like, please answer the question. And I would like to go, like, really, the max. Like, who orders the regular? Because does that fill you up? Like, Mr. Whitewater, uh -huh. I want to throw you in jail. Like, really? Because I feel like you need the max. To mm. get the whole thing, like we're gonna throw you in jail, but it's like, and get, who gets the horsey sauce? I, mean, I feel like that Pence was kind of playing clock, and that you know, if I just run out these two minutes without answering the question, and he would, he had a lot of like salutations and thank you for the question and your delightful manner, Mrs. Moderator, so he could burn five seconds. I mean, isn't that Over. how they did things in in the old debates? They thanked you. They were there. I mean, I think Mike Pence is just a very traditional politician in his. There, there were a lot of formalities back then. There well, were this a is lot how. Of, yeah, they always do that at the very beginning of the thing. I would like to thank uh, the members of this thing and the, the and the janitor <laughs> and the guy that like left off my parking quick, quick space. Sh quick shout out to uh, our, our campaign sponsor, the Devil. Quick shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that sat on my sandwich, which improved it. <laughs> So were there any cons to this presidential debate? Um, historic, okay, I feel like I have to qualify comments uh, nowadays. Probably the biggest con to this debate is historically, it will have no effect whatsoever on the election. So it just felt like a thing to pay attention to for 90 minutes and feel ways about, even though it probably won't mean anything. Well, that's that's what's so interesting, because I feel like they did a better job of getting the attack lines in. But it was the exact same stuff you've heard before. Like it was playing the greatest hits. So yep. I don't know. In that respect, I felt like Pence won and Kamala won. I can't even pick out a, a winner there because like you Res said, after it ended, it ended. Mm -hmm. Responding to Wes's comment, this is 
the emotional equivalent of dragging a razor blade across your forearm to see if you feel anything anymore. <laughs> right. And the answer, right. no, no, I don't. I'm completely numb. I am completely numb. Is that a medical test? I haven't even heard of that. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's uh, self-injury. It's uh, very hot. And you'll find out in about a week. It's part of Trump's new uh, replacement for Obamacare. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the, the core of it, actually. Mm-hmm. We've got tremendous stroke tests. If you can feel the razor blade, you haven't had a stroke. I was watching X-Men Origins Wolverine, and I saw when he got cut, he would heal really quickly. And I was like, well, maybe that's a thing you can develop over time. So I figured, could you imagine the same way Trump has, like, been looked over at scientists off to the side and been like, hey, should we try, like, what if he was like, hey, have, have we thought about getting people to cut themselves? Have we thought, have we tried that one? And the scientists are like, no, we haven't tried. Trump is like, well, just get on it. Just think about it. Anyway. Uh, Guys, I was, I was watching Kung Fu. The legend continues. David Carradine. He, he was practicing iron bone strategy. He was punching the wall, making his fists stronger. Have we thought about doing that? Right. He Try. walks the earth. Guys, if we can do drywall work and healthcare, I don't know what's, that's a win for everybody. I'm yeah, right. it's infrastructure week every week. <laughs> Finally, that pays off. He really left us hanging on that infrastructure week. You know, David Carradine, he left himself hanging in that hotel room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Good payoff. I am so sorry. I forgot to ask you, Greg. Did we have any sponsors for this episode? Well, we might have. A, I think we have a teaser for a, a coming uh, animated series. Is that correct, Adam? Yeah, I, I don't know how we keep getting such a variety of sponsors, but oh. Greg, you've just been knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Deep within the bowels of a nondescript office building somewhere in the Beltway lies the headquarters of the Regenatron Rangers. Regenatron. Ah, jeepers, President Trump's in trouble. Regenatron. Great Scott, you're right. Activate the Regenatron Rangers. Regenatron. Using the mutagenic blood of Donald Trump, we've created a super team. Regenatron. By jamming a syringe full of it directly into the carotid artery of a team of diverse teens of European ancestry. (laughs) They are ready to save the day. Jam it into your neck, kids. You'll become an animal man, a Regenatron Ranger. It's tremendous. It's like the Rescue Rangers, but you're big. You're big. You can help anyone, not just squirrels and mice. Yeah, c- coming soon to wow. a blood streaming service every- everywhere. Magical. <laughs> interesting Interesting to, to advertise animation on a podcast, but the, I, I can say... <laughs> Uh, explicit uh, podcast. As, as I was watching the trailer, uh, the syringe-oriented animation was incredible. Oh, Just man. truly Ralph Bakshi-inspired, inc- uh, artful. Artful right. is what it was. It's high concept. Well, it's, you know, it's those Korean animators. They do such a good job. Right. <laughs> they do. Yes. That's, that's North Korean. You guys are really cheaping out. I can't believe that. Whoever... Come on, what are you guys paying for? Rotten Beats? Is that what the payment schedule is for those guys? Speaking of Bashy, I heard they rotoscoped Uma Thurman, the Uma Thurman scene from Pulp Fiction, uh, jamming the syringe into 
that was the that was the uh, the visual cue. Incredible. For this hey, you know what I heard? Andy Circus was the syringe. <laughs> He's gonna get an Academy Award nomination. That's how good he is. He is so good at everything he does. That creative an actor. He spent seventeen hours getting into that mocap suit. Regeneron Rangers. Google alert. Enacted. All right, there you go. What? <laughs> it's been pushed back to 2021, too. Oh, my God. Damn you, Hollywood. But Andy, sir, it, it took him five hours to get into a giant syringe costume. And then it took <laughs> With another, all the balls. With all it the took balls. another 12 hours to put all the mocap balls on the syringe all the costume. All that, which just, is weird. He's just a cylinder. Why do they need all the mocap balls? <laughs> all the different potential uh, <laughs> points exactly. of articulation on the syringe. <laughs> If you want 120 frames of a syringe being plunged into a human heart, it's smooth. It's the smoothest thing you've ever seen. Ralph Bashke plus Lucasfilm. I mean, you cannot believe what's going on there. If you just want a cartoon of a syringe going into a human body, yeah, sure, get anybody. If you want to know how that syringe feels when they go in, you get Andy Serkis. You get Andy Serkis. Yeah, right. If you want some kind of knockoff animation, that's fine. But if you mm-hmm. want, if you want top-notch syringe 3D animation, is what you're getting. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's James? I wish James Lipton was still here to do the actor studio, so he could mm-hmm. talk to Andy Serkis about being the syringe. I got my weight down to uh, one kilogram. <laughs> 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 A real Christian Bale moment. I spent 12 hours a day on the treadmill and only had a can of tuna fish I came in in a PVC pipe and they were like you don't need to do that my doctor said Mr. Circus you're going to kill yourself exactly we can do this over the phone and like no 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 my doctor eventually had to, had to plug in one of those intravenous tubes to feed me, and I looked down at it, and I was like, let me become you. Yeah. <laughs> and scene, and scene. Uh, good sponsor, Greg. Yeah, thanks yeah. for getting that, Greg. I don't know how you keep getting these sponsors. The secret is uh, shoe leather and gray hair. So back to our debate. So what do you think was hot or not about this debate? Remember mm. on MTV or something in the 90s when they're like, is this hot or not? We're doing that for the debate. I'm going to say the candidates not answering the questions that were put to them, which That's I alluded to by my famous Arby's answer earlier. <laughs> remember that before Regeneron? Yeah, that was a good thing. <laughs> I can't remember anything before Regeneron. We were all different people. Well, I, I was going to say, I thought one of the spicier parts was when they talked about the Supreme Court uh, nomination, uh, just because it became kind of a fight of like who is more Catholic at some point. Right. Um, yeah, I, this is like the big attack line. And like even Kamala is like, you know, Biden's Catholic. And then Pence is like, oh, so you're going to pack the courts now, are you? Yeah. And again, not answering uh, questions, right? Right. Uh, the, I mean, Biden's plan is to pack the Supreme Court with Catholics, and that is going to be <laughs> a real problem for our country. <laughs> right. Oh, and I remember another thing is when uh, when uh, Pence brought up the whole uh, plagiarism with Biden, and that was right. supposed to be a thing. And, like, you do know who you work for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that guy has done everything, had sex with a porn star, you know, colluded with the Russian governments, it, like everything that's been. And Joe Biden went down to a Kinko's and he copied a speech 
yeah, like 15 years ago because he got tongue tied. That's what you're equating it to. Which, which I feel like every candidate has done. I think if you look oh. up pretty much every candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, here's the weird thing, too. Biden owned up to it. And the whole thing, Trump never owns up to anything. And his followers are like, see, I'm like, no. Like a leader should say, look, I make mistakes and all that. But the whole f- fact that the Trump nation, it's like he never has a problem. Like that's his greatest thing. I'm like, if you worked for a boss that never admitted that he was wrong, you would be so – we all have had bosses like that. And they're the worst bosses ever. But for some odd reason, those people think he's the greatest leader in the world. I'm like, oh, my God. Everybody admits that's the worst person ever you've ever worked for or worked with. Well, Barry, how many bosses have you had that own the libs so well? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my thing on the plagiarism thing is it's an old attack line from like 88. Because mm-hmm. ha- half the people that were alive at that time are dead now. And by the way, he had quoted that guy before just the time he got plagiarized. He just didn't quote him, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. And by the way, that line went by the wayside. So I, I believe this was a British politician had a speech about like how his grandfather and his father worked hard. He was like a first generation politician. The only reason he got there was because they didn't have a platform to stand and he was like standing on the platform that his family built. And Biden said something along a very similar line. As Barry pointed out, he's quoted it before. It's kind of the closest comparison I have is like when Bill Cosby closed that special about like his uh, son getting to the Super Bowl and the kid going, hey, mom, and Carlos Mencia doing something very similar, but all the details are different, but the punchline is the same. That is almost exactly what happened in that one instance. So so Biden needs to go on an episode with Louis C.K. to redeem himself (laughs) in the eyes of the public. Could you imagine Biden being on like Marin and talking about like bits? Hey, uh, we got Biden on here. Uh, so are you, are you going to come clean? Oh, sorry, my cat's just gotten into the... Oh, shit. Hold on. Wait a minute. He's throwing up. So Biden, are we good? Uh, are, you, uh, are you a folksy anecdote stealer, Biden? Uh, it's your chance to speak to the public. So here's the story I remember when I was a doorman for, uh, for mm-hmm. Congress. I just remember you were just always borrowing lines while I was doing lines. <laughs> You guys have three different and each wholly uniquely <laughs> inaccurate Mark Maron <laughs> It's beautiful. It, that was not in the show notes. <laughs> Wes is like, I know what a Mark Maron impression sounds like, and it's not that. I don't have time to listen to 30 hours of tape to get mm-hmm. my Mark Maron down. I'm, I'm not, sorry. this isn't you're, mad TV, okay? Yeah, you're right, you're right, I'm sorry. See, I think I think we're finding it. I think we'll get there. <laughs> Thank you. Look, if you can sign up for my two-week course on how to be Marin, uh, <laughs> I think we'll find it. I'm making Marin. It sounds, gotta, like, it sounds like this uh, this podcast is going to get a, a new sponsor about this Mark Marin <laughs> course. <laughs> Just real quick, I want to talk about stamps.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got shit to ship. I think we got stamps. <laughs> That's a pretty good man. That's a pretty solid. We, we found, we're finding it. We're finding it as a group. Okay. I would say the hot for me was that Kamala had a good moment with the they're coming for you mm-hmm. yeah. rhetoric. Yeah. That was very you. good uh, from a, like, if you're trying to reach undecideds. Yeah. You know, like, like the Urukai, like the high orcs, they are coming. 
They are coming for. They're coming and they're taking your your pre-existing conditions. They're going to take them. They're going to take them and heal them. You're not going to have them anymore. Is like you just have to make it very clear that Republicans are orcs and they are coming and they cannot be reasoned with and they will uh, burn your fields to the ground. What's the What's the orc equivalent of Parler.com? <laughs> Uh, one other thing too was uh, Pence continually going over his time because the whole objective was they're behind in uh, mm-hmm. polling and they're trying to, especially one of the things they're trying to do is because uh, Trump has lost a lot of ground with uh, suburban women, especially suburban white women. Oh, how and did that happen? Basically, interrupting <laughs> Harris, that is not going to get you back uh, right. in good graces with women when you're continually interrupting a woman. So that was definitely not a good thing for the. Uh, of the Trump campaign that night. Yeah, that segues into what was hot for me, which was Kamala saying, excuse me, I am talking. Like yeah. that was, <laughs> that was, I was like, oh, she's saying exactly what I've always wanted to say in every meeting that I'm in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, yeah. I have a really f- hyper feminist Instagram feed. And like, that was like <laughs> every, <laughs> that was every every other post the next day about everyone's like thank you Kamala go to Lily at Radical Femme Instagram no <laughs> it's all it is is just exposed nipples just the, it's the entire feed mm. like, uh, yes the penis is a gun and it is poisoning the earth we must end the penis mm. ah very hot take thank you Lily they're not called penises they're called Satan daggers uh, like uh, Barry, I wanna I wanna agree with you, but I, I was reading some of the undecided people's comments, and even among women, I I felt like the comments I read, like everyone's more aware uh, that, that they should be on Kamala's side on this, but they still like there's still this weird sexist hangover we're coming from, even from the last the last election that we had, where people like still. I don't know. I thought Kamala did a good job of walking the line that she needed to, but she still had to like playing the debate on hard mode to not seem like she's being too what I think they call it like mean, disrespectful. There's mm. I don't know. What if the woman is talking too much? Well, I know <laughs> on the Fox <laughs> News that she got a lot of blowback for like all the side eyes and side glances that she gave Pence, but I'm just like fucking ridiculous. Basically, he was basically talking down to her and going over his time, so Mm-hmm. And then anytime he was basically just dissing her, I'm like, yeah. Literally every every question he went 30 seconds over. And it, I, I feel like it's within her right to be like, hey, can I get the same amount of time that he just decided to take? And it's like, yeah. yeah. And over 90 minutes, you're right, Wes, that adds up. And, uh, you know, this is a bit of a retread, but as comics, you guys can uh, understand the concept of the light. Yeah, right? do, you, do your time. Comics are and fuck no ups more. and yep. they can get off stage. Yes. You, yeah. Literally, the uh, one of <laughs> one of the few things I've enjoyed about the pandemic is I, no one has taken my time from me yeah. in six months, and that feels good. <laughs> I, I've lived. You're growing such, stronger. I've lived such a fuller life since March because nobody is taking my time one minute at a time or two mm. minutes at a time, and then afterwards going like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't see the light," and it's like, yeah. "Fuck, you know how this works." Oh, hey, I know you were next, but so-and-so's here or something. Or you just go look at the list and then, like, yeah, three people yeah. have, like, been added to the list. And like, yeah. I will say, in terms of what is hot and what is not, and I, I, people uh, feel free to disagree with me, I feel like Pence did a much 
better job. Trump, uh, Pence was like a throwback to what Republicans in a debate used to be, which is they were the great like wrestling villains, you know, like the Democrats would come in with like the heel. ideas yeah. and ideals and realism. And then the Republicans would come in and present like a kink in the plan and be like, well, what about, haven't you ever thought about this? And the Jesse Ventura moderator would be like, yeah, he's making a good point. And the guy next to him would be like, shut up. That's not what it's, it's not the spirit the crowd of it. goes wild. Pence is a good, Pence does a good job at being a politician. Uh, now, in terms of fact checking, a lot of the stuff he said was wrong, but to, uh, you know, the undecided voter uh, that doesn't know how to fact check even in 2020, uh, I feel like now Kamala did a much better job than Tim Kaine in 2016 of playing counter to that and hitting him back at the same pace. So I think at the very worst case, uh, and this this goes back into the cons, uh, there wasn't this, this this was a pretty this was like a, a pretty well done duel of a debate two people who went in very well studied and knew what they were going to say and knew how to counter each other. And subsequently, it feels like even if this debate did have a chance of mattering historically, most likely we broke even on this one. Right. And that's right. not what the Trump people needed. They needed a win and a tie they was did. a loss for them. Okay. Yep. So yes, the Republican heel character is like the orphanage owner or master of Oliver Twist. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, oh, you say children want more gruel, <laughs> but do you know how much gruel costs? How Have you considered that? Yeah, like Kamala Harris is the one going like, we need to get the children more gruel. Can't you, like, he's, what kind of monster can't respect these children that are fine with the amount of gruel? They, how dare you put down the sacrifice these children are making for their limited gruel? We simply, we simply trust the children that they're eating enough gruel. Like, yeah. we believe in them. We believe in personal responsibility when it comes to gruel. Gruel needs to be handled at the state level, not at the national level. <laughs> We're trained to appeal Obama gruel. <laughs> <laughs> gruel care, which was a disaster. Have you seen the Obama gruel website? It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Now, we have our own, we have Trump gruel. Is, I mean, do you have a Which plan? is a Which, tremendous plan. We're going to have it out there in two weeks. Cinnamon apple flavors. Right around the corner. It's, if I, I can only see it, but it's really, it's really, it's a whole bunch of stuff. I see it on my phone. It's, it's, uh, we got a Grubhub. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. It'll be here in a couple of minutes. Grubhub gruel. Or here's the other thing, and I don't mean to, to hog this podcast, but the other thing yes. too is let's let. That's why you're here, Barry. Thank you. Uh, very well. Yeah. I'm, I'm fat on time as well as fat, but here's the thing. <laughs> Let him also be the fake. Let him continue to be the fake president. Don't give him any powers, but let him pretend. Like, get him a fake president thing, and let him just tweet and all this stuff. Don't give him any powers, and just let him pretend to be president because he's kind of comical. Mm -hmm. like, That's what they did with his dad. Yeah, like, that's you, actually what read, they did. Yeah, did you read that? There was like an article about how they gave him a. They made him like a yeah. fake CEO, and he they would have him sign papers that didn't really do anything. Blank documents, which Trump is already doing, by yeah. the way. Yeah, let him wear three ties and all that stuff. Yeah, it's great. Let him do um, that. Yes. To to fill in some of our our idiot listeners, there was a. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the Atlantic when, article. Yes, Greg, when, uh, stop! Don't call our listeners idiots. <laughs> Greg, I, I do want to say, Greg. I, I mean, as we're pointing out, you got to appeal to the fly demographic. You got to appeal to the idiot. <laughs> so sometimes you got to give them a little guideline right. to let them know. 
Right. Like, hey, dummies, I'm talking to you. <laughs> hey, idiots. Dummies. Yeah. I mean, typically people read, you know, those little squiggly lines that make your head hurt. You, those contain information. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Greg. Let me talk to let me talk to the fly people. Barry, that was really a fun. Adam. You're gonna have to edit that. Yeah, the racial epithets. I'm gonna have to censor out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to drop the. I didn't mean to drop the word. I mean, fly is a very coarse language to begin with. A lot of shit talking. Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the same way when Hillary lost in 26, now she has a podcast. Trump should just start a podcast. He would get the same amount of power out of it. He would get the same. Folks, let's talk about free trade coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so we had already, we've been on the same one question for like 30 minutes. Right. Like the VP do we feel we've comprehensively decided what was hot and then Never subsequently really. what was not? <laughs> I, I, think, I think we did. Very efficiently. We can move on. I don't mean to keep us here. No, I, think we ahead, already, okay. I think we already thank talked. Thank you, Wes. Thank, thank you, Wes. I think I'm we sorry. already thank talked you. about how we think the moderator did, right? We don't think they're mm-hmm. useful. Oh, um, did Bad. You, did, you guys, <laughs> did you guys have any surprises in this debate? The fly. The fly. The Ken Bone of 2020. That's that's what I think the fly is. <laughs> Folks, I'm undecided, and I'm also into feet picks. Can you help me figure out who to vote for? Oh, there, yeah. there was one surprise that didn't happen. There was a surprise that I wanted to happen that didn't happen. And it was I, when the debate moderator was like, anyway, I've got a question from an eighth grader. And- <laughs> oh. <laughs> But I wanted her to go like, so here's a question from an eighth grader. And she reads the question. And then uh, Pence goes like, that is such a great question. I'm so glad to answer that. And then the moderator goes, hi, it was me. I asked it. Gotcha. <laughs> I wrote that question. You've been disrespectful all night, but now you can't take it back. That was a great question. Uh, yes, we have a question from an eighth grader. Uh, why won't Tanner like me like Brianna? Yeah, those yeah. were my those were my concerns when I was in eighth grade. I don't know what this person was thinking. Right, right. I the okay. other the other possible surprise, the other direction I thought it would go is if the moderator was like, "There's a question from an eighth grader. Do you think this is a good question?" And then Kamala or Pence was like, "Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think she's an example of a great American." And the moderator is like, "Interesting. Did you know that this eighth grader is a Holocaust denier? No Texas backseat. Okay, thank you so much." <laughs> we have a question from Osama bin Laden's niece. <laughs> I, I do think more debate should have like trick question pitfalls that turn into scandals i feel like that would up the ante significantly instead of like real questions some of them should be like oh gotcha that was the hitler question now uh <laughs> you your team loses four poll points unfortunately yeah we, we do need poll points directly tied to answers i am kaylin my name is kaylin smith and i am 14 years old isn't it curious that the red cross's counts of death in germany is different than the official german count <laughs> There's your, there's your Holocaust <laughs> denial joke, guys. There we go. All right, that's going out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that is not yeah. making okay. it into there. Thank Wait, you. Oh, I thought that was a commercial. 
I uh, I think the surprise. Well, I guess it's not a surprise, but uh, to find out that the task force is main job is just trusting the American people, mm. and that they didn't oh. officially just come out and say they're just praying a whole lot. Oh yeah. right, that was the worst fucking thing. Where it's like, hey, didn't y'all fuck up real bad? And then Pence was like, I'm insulted mm. that you would talk about the American people that way, (laughs) that we trusted them to respond to a pandemic in a coherent fashion and provided no guidance. Yeah, somebody had posted out there and it's like, yeah, the leader of the task force is sitting next to two sheets of plexiglass. How do you think that all worked out? (laughs) (laughs) Going great, guys. (laughs) That in in like one of the main attack lines was talking about how the Obama administration like totally fucked up swine flu. Oh, they mm-hmm. said that in this one, too. This one yeah. and the last one. That, that pandemic we all remember and haven't yeah. just, like, forgotten about. Yeah, remember how we all had to stay away from our families and wear masks and it shut down the economy? Yeah, that, feels, cool, right? that feels so had, long uh, ago. You know, they call had, that uh, collective trauma when something you can't <laughs> Everybody, everybody remember what year the swine flu was? I don't remember. Everybody going to remember what year the coronavirus was? I think we all got to remember it. Nope. <laughs> Was there any clear misses you thought from the candidates besides that they did not answer any of the questions given to them? Kamala missed a list of micability uh, test and that she did not tell the moderator that the eighth graders question was incredibly stupid. (laughs) She could have really slam dunk on the likability matrix. That's my time. That's such a that's such an eighth that's such an undecided voter question too. Is like why can't politicians be nice to each other? Why I don't understand why everyone's arguing because the world is on fire. <laughs> Could you do a little bit of research while in between eighth grade stuff and learn instead of being like you know I bet the secret to what would make the world better is if we all smiled more. This is a, this is a great this is a great soundbite. I feel great about this. <laughs> Yeah, we'll put that on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, Look, just for the record, West does not like centrist eighth graders. I don't. I, I, I'm not a fan of centrist of any age. Centrist babies, centrist toddlers. Take <laughs> yeah. a side, eighth grader. Pick up your flame and sword. <laughs> Would uh, you improve the debate format in the way that it was? Uh, no yeah. moderator, uh, hook uh, hook up the microphones the second the time ends, turn off the microphone, switch to the other mic. Yeah, just make it an op- basically an open mic. <laughs> exactly. Hooks right. up, if you had somebody who hosts open mic, I'm, I'm available. If you had somebody that regularly hosts open mic running this, uh, first of all, we could get through it in like 50 minutes instead of 90. Right. And, uh, and Wes would do time in between each response. <laughs> I would. That would be my right and my privilege. <laughs> oh, did you say in between? Oh, I didn't know yeah. this. Oh, I didn't know this debate was going on Denton. What? what, 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 what? <laughs> uh, Wes would just reintroduce every single candidate each time. Yeah. This this next guy currently has a fly on his head. Give it up as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how often we cut back to the moderator. Did the moderator ever like in the middle of Pence talking go like? Wes is pantomiming, uh, swatting a fly off, like, hey, you got something there. But it would be so yeah. distracting if Mike Pence is, like, <laughs> like just, what, like, ruffling his hair and, well, like... we've all been there. Like, slapping himself. <laughs> what would be great is if they shot back to Pence and he did mess with his hair, and then he looked, and he just had this giant, like, Don King-looking hair just because he'd just been messing with the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Do you like, have any advice for the candidates? Wear a mosquito net. (laughs) (laughs) 
Get a beekeeper flat outfit. Yeah, like yeah. like a like a cone, like a like a dog after, uh, but made out of mosquito netting. Because <laughs> if you take your eye off of Mike Pence for five seconds, he's going to start gnawing on his ankle. So it, uh, <laughs> absolutely. To uh, to I mean to uh, exactly what Barry had been saying earlier in terms of advice you have for the candidates. Uh, if you believe. The polls. I feel like I have to qualify that because I they're uh, friends and family. Yes, that are we've concerned. got we've all got collective trauma. Uh, yes, thank you about that, the polls. Thing, right. Uh, if you if if the polls are one hundred percent to be believed, and we have no reason to not uh, uh, at this moment in time, according to five thirty eight, according to the Economist, according to various sources, Biden has a ten point lead on Trump. So the best advice I can give to Kamala Harris is. Uh, keep Biden well hydrated. Don't fuck this up. The best advice I can give to Pence is update your resume uh, <laughs> and do your best to land on your feet. Obviously, there are two more presidential debates where maybe a shift could occur. But as we all know, Trump doesn't want to do the virtual debate, which is one less debate where he has a chance to make moves and shift things. Which is insane. I mean, they're behind. It's a wild decision to make. Yeah. It's insane. They need to. Have, they need to have every opportunity to get back in front of the people to have a chance to get in front of at least, you know, how many millions of people. And he's going to deny that. So you go stand in front of your balcony. You go right ahead, or go to Florida, or wherever, right. Right. and stand in front of the people who are going to vote for you anyway. I would. Great I would if I would take, like, I think Kamala and Biden need to take as many lessons as they, as they can from 2016. There's nothing locked down, as we, as I'm sure we all remember. Right. At this point in time, about three and a half weeks before the election, Hillary had about a six to seven point lead. Um, and then that dropped down to 3.3. By the time the election rolled around, it was a 2.1% popular vote victory. Trump won the Electoral College. Uh, most important thing to remember is uh, wherever James Comey is, lock him there. <laughs> <laughs> is yes. the best advice I think we can give uh, the DNC right now. Yes. So here is one quick story I said, and I know this is actually going to expand on the thing, is they actually had a report saying Shaquille O'Neal voted for the first time ever in Every 48 years. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means people that never gave a rat's patootie about ever voting are coming out of the woodwork to vote against Trump. And I think that's just showing people back in 2016 who think, you know what? The world's just going great. As a lark, let's just try the guy with clown shoes and see how well he can do it. Well, he basically burned everything down. Right. That was the experiment that they tried, and it didn't work out well. So you've mm-hmm. had people like me who has waited four years. I'm going on Tuesday. If I have to wait for eight hours in line, I'm going to do it. And when it comes to the polling, a lot of people say, well, this is the polling that happened in 2016. What they will tell you was polling in 2016 was more at a national level. Mm-hmm. The polling has gotten better in the last four years. Now when they poll, it is more at a local level, mm-hmm. more than a national level, and it's more – 538 did it more at a national level. Now when they poll, it is more at a local level, so the polling numbers are more accurate. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't think that you're getting the same – you're going to have the same numbers as you did in 2016. Yeah, with, with Shaq voting, I think that begins the era of the big man voter. You know, yes. every – Mm-hmm. Every candidate is going to have to find their, uh, you know, seven foot tall voter that can dominate the uh, electoral. Well, and Biden's got the rock too, right? That's right. right. Biden does have the rock. I think. I think we're going to be looking uh, for more pe- for more uh, political campaigns in the future to adopt the triangle offense from Phil Jackson. 
I think it's going to be <laughs> really important shift. I think it's going to be right. a lot about a lot about ball well, movement with the voters. Is there any of your favorite? Do you have any favorite post debate drama? I think we talked about it earlier, but it was all the Kamala like side eye stuff from Fox yeah. and how they the fake outrage they had about that. Mm-hmm. I do. I do kind of hate the epic meme canonization by like libs, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, epic side eye by Kamala. Who cares? God. I, I, Greg, I gotta push back on that. I really want to replace my whole GIF keyboard with Kamala responses. <laughs> I'm sorry. That might even be sexist. I don't know. I, but I love it. I don't know. I've gotten it. feedback that my face is too expressive before at work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Your face. Is too good. Could you fix this, please? Yeah, I yeah, I got that at work. Um, it was it was said by a man to me because we were interviewing a candidate, and I uh, like after five minutes, I decided I did not like this candidate, and it was very obvious that I hated this person. Yes, <laughs> and they were like, "You can tell that you just did not like this person." I was like, "Yeah, I don't. I stand by that. She needed to know." <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I did not like her. <laughs> well, I think I think that's a that's a note to end our podcast on for today. Oh. I love it. Um, Adam, can you do the outro? I can when you start after. Damn you start it! Talking. I do this every single time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and do we want to prep our guests this time or try to wing it like we did? No, last we time? should prep them for it. I don't like the sound of that. Oh. So, we're going to sing Joe. Robin. Did we mention our entire podcast is trying to get Joe elected right now? No. <laughs> Did Lily mention this? <laughs> Here I was thinking I was contributing to an even-handed coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this? Yeah, I've got all these I've got all these Trump notes ready to go for the second part of the podcast. I, <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we got the mm-hmm. judicial watch strategy where we're nonpartisan, but we only cover Joe Biden in a podcast. It's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's true. So, do you guys have anything to plug, Wes? Oh, uh, Facebook, uh, Wes Corwin. You can like my page, Twitter at West Cornfield. And I've got a podcast called Frasier on Frasier uh, that I made uh, my friend Adam Frasier record that I'm the co-host on where he uh, gives his expertise on Frasier and I'm usually uh, riffing on whatever he's talking about. Barry, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I'll be plugging my ears when my wife snores. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and I'm on Twitter at uh, bwhiteedge20. Nice. All right. That is the end of our show. And on that note, we'd like to thank you for joining us on our advocacy exploration today. Remember to vote. Don't forget to smash that like button on iTunes or however you like to do things on your favorite podcasting app. And remember, when the world gets you down and everything is terrible, keep trying. It's fine. It's fine. It is fine. It's fine. Fine. So, our guests, feel free to sing along if you want to. You're doing great, guys. You gotta vote before you die. You gotta vote before you die. Shadow
it's just like the people that always predict the end of the world when it doesn't happen they always come out with it like well what we meant what they always come out with a new calendar for the end of the world no it's cor- it's correct it's happening don't you remember that caravan that was coming after us <laughs> right oh yeah the caravan of the did they ever make it i can't remember <laughs> Did not. The thing about not remembering, you know, they call that collective trauma. <laughs> <laughs>